Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, your favorite podcast, the best podcast in the entire world. Tied with the best. Tied, tied with the best. That is, but am I wrong? That is the other one. And we have such good names for our podcasts, but am I wrong? Don't blame me. Mm-hmm. I love a good name. I do love too. a good name. I'm on Reddit now. You've got me into like being on Reddit. So like I have great. the app on my phone and it's like such a great time. I do think I need to get off the Gilmore Girls subreddit because I disagree so wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly with some of their opinions that I'm like, it's just infuriating me and I'm not even responding. Like, I'm just like angry scrolling. 
So I need to sign off. And I'm assuming that's probably how you feel for 7 p.m. soaps. Yes, especially General Hospital. I argue with people all the time on there. Like, I know people hate me and I don't care because I will lay out exactly what happened in the scene and be like, did you not, did you not, like the information's there. And then there was somebody that was always complaining about the commercials. I was like, every episode is 36 minutes long. If you're watching live, you have to sit through commercials. That's what pays for the show. Like, I just get in arguments with people every day about things and i'm just like are you not watching the same show one thing about the general hospital subreddit is that it's very liberal oh that's good and then when others come in they don't get booted but everyone else kind of gangs up on them and they go away and go back to the facebook group where that's where those people are (laughs) but i was telling someone because you know as someone that lives in Los Angeles and knows insider information, someone was mad because there were, it was something that had to do with the mandate. And I was just, and I had said, I have a friend that works on another Disney because Disney is the only one that has like, everyone has to be vaccinated. Yeah. And I was just talking about how another friend worked on a show and they were all going to have this dinner that, but then it, when Disney found out about it, they're like, no, <laughs> you're not doing this. And they're like, that's so ridiculous because even if everyone's vaccinated, I was like, even if you're vaccinated, you still can get COVID. And, you know, that shuts down the whole production. Like they, they have to still follow the same, same mandates if they're going to have dinner. And they're like, well, that's just ridiculous. And then everyone ganged up on the most. Oh, funny. God. Yeah, I love that. That's like I'm on one for the name nerds one, which is all about like baby names and also like people who are changing their names or like naming fictional characters, pets and all of that. The the vocalist, most vocal group is ready to hop on in anytime, anytime someone wants to like be like, so we are not Japanese, but we would love we love anime. <laughs> we would love to name our child this after this. And like we know that no one can spell it. So we decide we're going to spell it uh, phonetically. <laughs> No. <laughs> and like and you just like within sec- like I just like scroll down I'm like oh it's been taken care of and I love it name nerds is like my favorite that and the sims mobile subreddit are like my two number one things right now like I am debating getting involved in the sims community but this old the one that is like so fun about the name one is that people will do there are so many different like ongoing trends so people will do like oh found this like went vintage shopping found this yearbook here are all the names that i saw in this yearbook and people like preschool teacher here like obviously not including identifying information it's a burner Mm -hmm. account but like here are the first names of like the kids in my class um or some of them not all of them because again they make it so you can't figure out who they are and they do ones of like everybody write down like what was your grandmother's name and like what year were they born it's like very interesting and cool i love names i love names i have the longest name list on my phone, a baby I name. I used to have one a long time ago, and then I lost it, and I haven't kept up since then. Oh, I add names. all Like, it's my favorite pastime. It's just, like, going on Pinterest and going on and just, like, searching up <laughs> baby names. <laughs> I like that for you. Thanks. It's a good time. So, yes, this is Don't Play Me, where we give you life-changing, amazing, wonderful advice, and we give you the best advice ever. And uh, if it's not the best advice you see in the title, you cannot blame us. We are professional cunts, bitches, and we will absolutely come for you if you are wrong. But if you tell us that you are a Pisces or you are a sensitive little soul, we will take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're here. We don't sugarcoat anything. We give the advice that we wish to see in the world. 
we come at this from a place of, I hate using the word tough love because I feel like it was completely co-opted by um, Kate from John and Kate plus eight when she would just like punch her husband in the shoulder like way too hard. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't think it's been co-opted because I never equated the two together. So did yeah. you watch John and Kate plus eight? I watched some of it in the very, very early days when they seemed, um, you know, they, they weren't consumed by the fame. Yeah. I was obsessed with that, Joe. And I just want everyone to know that I am mutuals with Maddie on TikTok. And I lost my mind. I was like, ah! it was great. Texted Sydney and everything. I was like, Maddie from Johnny K Plus 8 followed me back. This is the greatest day of my life. I just love her. Yeah, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. So we are working on an episode with a guest, which we have not done in so long. We mentioned this in a previous episode, but we wanted, again, to um, solicit calls for if you're needing advice pertaining to open relationships, non-monogamy, and polyamory. We're going to have someone who's an expert in that and can actually speak to it versus Mm -hmm. us speaking in (laughs) hypotheticals. So this is the time. We like to obviously include a variation of calls on our show when it's just us, but specifically when we're going to have somebody who has experience in that, we want to get as many calls for this as possible. Yeah. And she's pretty cool. Pretty good. When we say who it is, you're going to be like, whoa. I told Mots, Mots was like, whoa. I was like, (laughs) I know. I sounded like Monica there. Anyways, so yeah, when you call in for the podcast, for I mean for that, but for any time, make sure that it is under three minutes because you will get cut off. We ask that you write down everything you're gonna say, pull out a timer, time out how long it takes you, and make sure that you include the ages of everybody involved. If it's about relationships, how long have you been together? All of those are really important details because the more details more important details we have, the better advice that we can give you. So practice it a couple times and then read it when you record it and be H and over and have your parents' permission. Let us know your pronouns. And if you are crushing it and you do so well, you might receive the ma- most amazing alkali. A diamond. Sparkly diamond. A sparkly diamond, figuratively. But you could receive that and just know that they're hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the rest of it, make sure if you want to, you don't make sure, but like you can. We also do video versions of this podcast on Patreon as well as live streams twice a month. So support the show so we can keep making it. Yeah. And if you support on Patreon, maybe one day I could buy a home. (laughs) (laughs) Not from what we make on Patreon. (laughs) Nope, not at all. So if you work for an ad agency and you sell podcast ads, please reach out. (laughs) at this point i'm like ethically maybe i take a sponsorship from redfin could i get a house uh all right okay let's get into the update let's get into the update my advice uh request was because i had just gone through the absolute worst breakup of my entire life my whole life essentially just did a 180 and dumped me on my butt and i had just started to put the pieces back together and i needed advice on how to get my stuff back because i couldn't at the time afford a moving truck i didn't want to go see the house that i had purchased with my ex and our dog and everything. So updating now. Um, I am in a new place. I have restarted my entire life. New job, new city, new everything. 
I have some wonderful and amazing friends who helped me get all my stuff that he had very kindly just tossed in the garage for me. I hate this man. (laughs) Oh, me too. Me too. You know, it's a bad relationship when your therapist says, oh, good. It's (gasps) over. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a wake up call for me, but I have 90% of my stuff and he was gave me a little bit of decency and did pay me for the stuff that he kept. So that was at least good. And his mother was incredible in the financial aspect of it and got me every penny back. So oh, good. I am good for that. Wow. So her mom, his mom knows that he's a piece of shit. Absolutely. The, uh, she messaged me afterwards and she said when, um, when he told her that he was considering ending it with me, she asked him who he was sleeping with. <gasps> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine if that's your son, and you're like, "Piece of shit, motherfucker." Well, she wasn't far off. I did find blue hair in our shower once, and I very clearly don't have blue hair. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm a brunette. So yeah, she yeah. does not have brown hair, blue hair. No. What the? Yep. So, dude, wow. that's like a that's like comical of like the what are you gonna say that you had a Smurf in here? Like, what's <laughs> right. your excuse? I know, yeah. Smurfs don't even have blue hair. No. <laughs> Do they not? They have white and blonde. They don't have blue yeah. hair though. Oh, they're blue. They're yes. blue. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> she was figuring it out. Damn. Well, I'm so happy you got your shit back, but like, and I'm really happy his mom stepped up. That that's. That's great. There's nothing worse than like when someone treats you like really horribly and then like other people kind of condone that action. Like, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was uh, pretty incredible through the situation. She and I had our, you know, differences while we were dating because it is her only son. And she was very um, involved uh, in <laughs> our course. lives. Um, but in the end, she she did very much come through for me and I very much appreciate her for that. So that's like low key surprising. Like you don't usually hear about that, especially like, I mean like boy mom, but like boy mom of one, like that's wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that's what happens when you talk to his mom more than he ever did. So Mm -hmm. she's on your side. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Well, congratulations on like the new job and new apartment and everything like that. And like, you are glowing. You like not you like are. not not saying that like you're pregnant or anything, but like <laughs> no gosh, I hope yeah, not. No, no, <laughs> no. When you got on the call, I felt your energy. It was great. Oh, yay! And we could hear your energy on the phone call, the original call, and like that night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure it's obviously still really hard now, but like this, it feels like the sun is coming up. Yeah, honestly, I was incredibly lucky in my situation that I was able to run home to my family and I went to a lot of therapy after that. And so, frankly, I can very fairly say the only thing I miss about that is the dog. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I miss. I wish we were like legally allowed to like steal dogs back. I know, right? But he's a good dog dad. One thing about our relationship is he did value the dog more than me. So I guess I know the dog's safe and in good hands. (laughs) Well, shit. Yeah, it's not what you want for your partner actively. But yeah, for an ex, I'm like, okay, that's the one good trait I'll let you have now. You've pivoted. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I'm happy that you're starting fresh and doing all of 
that stuff. And and you got your money. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Bitch had your money. Bitch had yes. Your money. <laughs> Bitch had your money. Yeah. The sequel to Rihanna's hit song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh. thank you so much for giving us an update. You are so pretty, by the way. Like oh, you have the greatest you. smile ever. Thanks. My mom paid a lot of money for it. Oh, lucky. <laughs> it is Braces good. are wonderful. And yes. great eyebrows. Like you, yeah. Yeah. Thank you look you. like you'd be like in a fan. You look like a fanfic character. Like you look like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you would be, yeah. you'd be in like a Harry Styles fanfic. So I, Ooh. I see great things for your dating future. Harry Styles, maybe. (laughs) You'll have to help tell me how he is in bed because I I have this thing of like, I think he would be great in bed, but then I also think he might cry after sex and I just can't decide. You know, know? I can see that. I can really see that. Yeah. I just need someone to sleep with him and let me know. He seems like he'd be really great at going down. That's what I think too, but then I think he would like maybe cry. I think he would like savor it a little bit too much yeah i don't know <laughs> i i think about this way too much i know i'm oh. unhinged well thank you thank you she is pure sunshine she was great i'm so glad everything worked out for her i wish i had someone to set her up with like i do you know what i mean like she just mm-hmm. like she is sunshine like uh it's so nice to hear like we obviously don't love when people are like going through like really hard sad stuff and you can hear it in their voices and i hopefully we could obviously see it in her face because we're video chatting her, but I hope that you all as listeners could probably hear it in her voice too. Just that drastic change. Yeah. Ugh. I'm happy for it. Me fucking too. And wow, a mother-in-law? Like, essentially? Like, come mm-hmm. a boy mom? Excelling? We love to see it. Recognizing her son is trash? It, never before again. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> one and done. Uh, okay, so now we're going to get into the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am a 22-year-old. My pronouns are she, her, and the coworker I'm mentioning in this call is a 34-year-old pronoun she, her. I'm having a situation at my job. I work at a nonprofit where we do emergency crisis respite and child care for average families. I love my job. I make great money, and they are really flexible with my school schedule, as well as it being great experience after I graduate with my degree in social work. I have a really good relationship with my boss, who has been really helpful in this situation. We are a very small program. Previously, we had four employees total, but two of them were let go because they did not comply with COVID vaccine policies. Now, it's just me, my boss, and my new coworker who was hired about two months ago. I made it clear that when the other two employees were let go, that I did not have a leadership mentality. I was there to work with the families and did not want to add on any more responsibilities as I already work full-time and go to school full-time. My new coworker is genuinely just not great at this job. We work with kids with trauma, and although she has 10 plus years of working with children in another setting, she just does not do well in this setting. I won't go into the details, but at times it just seems that she is incompetent and does not fit in this dynamic. I'm often left frustrated during the workday now because I'm picking up her slack and doing a lot more at work than I was before she was hired. This is already a mentally and physically exhausting job due to the population that we work with, but it is 10 times harder now because she just isn't effective in her work. I have talked with my therapist who has given me tips on how to handle this, and I will no longer be picking up her slack. It is just really hard on me because this job was so consistent in my life where consistency has not always been prevalent for me, 
and now it feels like work is chaotic and more exhausting than it should be. I have communicated this with my boss, and she is so helpful and has my back in these situations, but she keeps saying how recessive how receptive my coworker is if I'm able to have open communication with her. I tried to communicate in the moment when I noticed she's doing something, but nothing really changes. I don't know if it's because I'm so much younger than her that she doesn't take me seriously or what, but I really do not like being in the place where I have to tell someone constantly what mistakes they are doing or how to do their job. I love my job so much, but it has gotten so exhausting being there. We have been hiring for months, but no one is applying because of the workforce situation at the moment. I don't know what to do, and I don't want to find a new job, but I'm also tired of being in this situation and nothing changing. Any help would be so appreciated. Thank you both. Love the podcast. So if you're saying that you've been hiring people and no one's being receptive because of the workforce situation, then that means that you're not paying enough for the position. People want to work. I missed that part. Yeah. I thought it was that the, the two people who quit was for COVID. They, they quit for COVID. But then at the end, she said, because now they've hired one person. So then now they're still doing the work of three people with two people. So then at the end, she said, we ha- we're trying to hire, but uh, people haven't been receptive because of the whole workforce situation. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a, that's not an asshole. That's like the fact. Like yeah. there's there's not a labor shortage. There is a fair wage fair shortage fair you know compensation and benefits yeah and i think that like this can be like you've described this as like this is like a really wonderful great job for you as at 22 when you're doing this full-time along with school full-time this is going to help your other career all that but like these are other people's career career is this and like it does seem like if you're not able to find people that is a your team and your boss needs to reassess like what it is that you are offering for people. Mm -hmm. I, this is maybe, this is also an unpopular thing. I think when you work in any realm, any job title, any position, you are going to, to have to have some sort of leadership there. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you are not a boss, even if you are just a coworker, we all, even as friends, like people fuck up and we call them out on that. And like, that is something that I understand that it probably like is really hard, but that is something that like, you don't have to want to further a career on the leadership track of like your job, but like leadership is an aspect of working in general, whether, and like it it shows itself in different forms. Like that's always going to be there. I think like it that sucks that like you it feels like you have communicated it to her and like she hasn't like necessarily been receptive or done a better job at it. But that also at this point, as long as like what she's doing is not like directly harmful. And if what she's doing is directly harmful to like the people involved, then make sure then have your boss come and shadow stay there for the day to watch that happen. Cause like this shouldn't be your problem. Yeah, and I feel like because you guys are having a harder time hiring people, then your boss is being more protective of not losing this person too. And so your boss isn't doing what a boss should do. If they're not being receptive to what's going on, then that should be something where when your boss has a evaluation with this person, then they should be evaluating their work. And if they're not doing what's right and not changing their behaviors, then that means that, you know, adjustments need to be made and figuring out why they're not changing. So this falls on management. (laughs) Yeah. I also would say like two months 
is depending on what they're doing. Two months is still a learning curve. Yes, two months is definitely still a learning curve. And I think like in an ideal world, we would all love to say one thing to someone and then have their behavior like indefinitely change to reflect that. But that isn't how it works. Like it does take a while and kind of consistency for that. And it also takes people seeing different results when they change their behavior to like Mm -hmm. that reinforces it. So I think that like this like sucks to be in this situation, but there are some things within your control, which like communicating to her constantly and also not working there anymore. If this is like too much and too hard for you. And then the things that aren't in your control are like the job descriptor, like, Mm -hmm. and like what they're offering. And that's something your boss needs to do. And your responsibility also isn't, if you don't want to have to tell her this stuff all the time, that is another thing that like, we talk about a lot when it comes to like jobs and stuff that like, you could find another job, you might not necessarily, you might come across like a the the exact same kind of person. Like, Mm -hmm. that's part of the workforce is like learning how to work with all different kinds of people. But the difference would be if you went to another job at this time, you would be the new person. And I think most most jobs have like a three month probation period anyway, and she's not even in that three months. So she's yeah. still learning. You got to be patient. Yeah. And I think I think probably the lack of patience right now is because you're just like overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. that I think I would redirect instead of directing your attention on her. I would redirect your attention to your boss to be like, we need to hire more people. Like there isn't a labor shortage. Like Mm -hmm. we need to make this so it is a desirable job for people to come work at. And like, I don't want to say that like, maybe talk to anyone that you know, who is like older, who is like what, what they would be looking for. Because I think potentially what you are looking for and like things that you really value are things that are going to help you get ahead in your career like later on. But so then talk with people who are actively in their careers of what they want to be seeing on job descriptions and offer letters and that stuff, because it will be different. So your what you view as good for you, unless you're hiring other 22 year olds who are also mm-hmm. in school and doing that, like it needs to be very different. And I hope hopefully your boss knows that, that like what people need, they, they, she can't pay a 34 year old uh, in. I mean, you're obviously getting paid and you said it's good pay, but it's. But is it good pay? You, That's what I, I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm like, is it good pay? And or like good pay for like a college student who's, you know, but, and if you take out the experience that it gives you, take mm-hmm. that out because that has a huge monetary value th- down the road. If you take that out, that is like, you said the coworker, she has a lot of experience. So like mm-hmm. you're going in with a different set. And also like, she might like not be doing her greatest at the job because maybe she doesn't feel like she's being adequately compensated for it. I don't know if you can find out how any of that works, but yeah. Yeah. You can see, look up people that have similar, I mean, this is where, you know, LinkedIn comes into play. You can see who's working in similar fields that you are. Try to find like a woman that would be helpful. I mean, there are LinkedIn influencers. So look around and find someone that is in a similar field that seems like they might be helpful and just send out a bunch of just like messages. Hey, I've been working in this position for a long time. This is what I'm doing. Is this pay fair? Yeah. Also, I've never in my life ever heard somebody say, I work in a nonprofit. The pay is great. <laughs> and you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and as somebody whose parent runs a nonprofit, I'm like, Mm, that like so yeah nonprofits have like they do such great work a lot of the time but they have a really 
sadly, because our government does not help out with this kind of stuff, that it's like we have they have a very bad reputation of requiring so much physical and emotional labor from their employees without accurate compensation for all of that they're doing. And it's like extremely overworked and it plays on your heartstrings and like your morality and all of that stuff that like you end up sacrificing a lot of like your needs because of the, for the greater good, when in reality, like that's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. And you also might be just uh, coming into contact with a lot of people who are really burned out from nonprofits. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's really fucking hard. All right. Next call. Yep. Hi, Megan and Melissa, and maybe guests, because you just announced your first podcast back since the pandemic with a guest this week. But anyways, I'm 20. I use she, her pronouns. And basically, I'm graduating from college in June, and I'm graduating a year early. I know it's right for me because I feel like I've really been outgrowing a lot of what the college experience has offered me over the last few years. And especially with COVID, I'm kind of just ready to wrap it up and get out of here. I'm planning to go to law school after at least a year off. And I'm very excited about graduation. I'm not anxious about graduating early at all. But it has led to me thinking through a bit more about my social life. I've never been on a date. I've never had sex. And I've never been in a relationship. I'm not the kind of person who can fake feelings or interest in people. I'm the most easily readable person ever. You can absolutely tell when I'm mad at people. And so it's not like I wish that I had pushed myself to date people just to say I was in a relationship or like have the experience. And I'm glad I listened to my boundaries. But I'm also really feeling like I missed out on the experience of having like a college hope is like dating around. And I feel extremely unprepared for dating in like the real world. Obviously, also being in college through COVID and the pan- because I took the pandemic seriously, it meant I couldn't really meet any people. And now suddenly I'm graduating in like four months and realizing that I will probably be graduating without dating or sexual experience. And I have a couple of dating apps, but I feel like I don't really just vibe with them at all. I feel like everyone on there is kind of fake or performative, and I would really rather just meet people in person. So I haven't had a great experience with those. It doesn't help things that I am an oldest sister to a girl who's been dating since she was 14. So it's hard to not compare our experiences and feel like I'm falling behind. So overall, I'm just wondering, how do I move past feeling like I missed out on an important experience? And how can I get past the anxiety of people in the real world beyond college, just like judging my lack of experience? I have a little bit of time left. So thank you. I've been listening since my senior year of high school. You guys have gotten me through. And I am a Cancer Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. Thank you. That is a great birth charm. Okay. <laughs> it is. I like it. Okay. I don't know what that means, but. Well, Sydney's a Cancer and Kyle is a Libra and I'm a Leo. That's how I dictate what is a good birth chart because oh, I like people who have those signs. Okay. Uh, okay. This might be like, I don't know. I think I'm going to probably figure this out as I'm talking about this because okay. I will say I dated in middle school, high school, had sex when I was in high school, had sex in college a bit, but I was only in college for a year. I very much feel like I missed out on that college ho phase. I've like never really, besides like high school and even then, like how much can you call it a ho phase when you've known people since you were a child? Like I've never really had that. And I definitely felt like I was unprepared. Like I felt like I missed out on that. But at the same time, now that I have like been 
in a long-term adult relationship and have like dated outside of college, college isn't real life. Right. And like, isn't the real world. It is like a, it's a bubble and not having experience in that bubble that doesn't prepare you to like be a good partner or, or anything like you can become like a, I think the more self-aware you are and the more you know yourself and like the boundaries that you have. And like, if you've been to therapy, like you understand your own like trauma, anything like that, like all of that, like knowledge of yourself and like confidence is much more valuable in a relationship than like experience. I would, I personally think, especially once you start like getting a little bit older, the one thing I will say is that the sex thing, like it depends on how you view this and like what you want. But I think that I, this may, this might be unpopular, but at least for the people that I know, if you didn't have sex in high school, you were probably a little less likely to have sex in college. And if you were less likely to have sex in co- these are like my friends. And if you were less likely to have sex in college, then by the time that you're out of college, it can feel like, oh shit, I haven't necessarily been like waiting or holding out for something. It just like hasn't happened. And then you have to decide now, however that happened, that you never had sex with anybody, you have to decide what you want that experience to be like. And you need to lay that out as like a, this is what I want. And it's not related to the person that you're actively pursuing or dating or talking to and establish those clear boundaries and communicate that right from the start. Because you might meet somebody, you might say like, you know what? I don't feel like I need to be in love with someone to have sex for the first time. This was what my thing was like, I didn't feel like I needed to be in love to have sex with someone the first time. I wanted to make sure that however I felt about them, they felt about me. So I was like, either it's going to be like what we're friends and we're like, there's no miscommunication there. We both feel the same way. I don't want that the person I have sex with the first time to like me more than I like them. And I don't want me to like them more, like all of that. So figure out what you want in that sense, because... I think it's important right off the bat when you are communicating, if you are looking for a relationship versus if you are looking for something casual, you go about those two things differently. The thing that I, for friends I have that don't have a ton of experience with dating, the thing I wish I could teach them or like get through to them is it is completely fine and it is not a red flag and it does not turn people off if you tell someone that you are looking for a relationship. But if you tell someone you are looking for something casual, it's not going to become a relationship. Like people, when you start dating someone, you know what you want for you. It doesn't mean that it's going to be with that person, but you have to know what you want for you going into it. Otherwise, you're giving the other person all the power and like you're not in control of said situation, you know? Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think you know what you want right now because you mentioned you haven't, you know, gone through a whole phase. You think that people are fake on dating apps. You'd rather meet people in person, blah, blah, blah. The moon has a new face every 30 days. You can have a moon, a whole face at any time in your life. If you want to have a whole face right now, have it. I mean, I was planning on, and I've been <laughs> out of college for numerous years. I was planning on 2020 being a new whole place for me. But guess what happened? The pandemic happened. It's been on a hiatus I for know. a couple years. And then I was going to, you know, after everybody was getting vaccines, I was like, here, I can whole face, hot girl, summer loading, whole face coming. Not enough people got vaccines. So 
it pushed it back again. Uh, so you can have, if you want to have a whole face, timing doesn't matter. You could be in a relationship for a year and then break up with that person and then have another whole face. You can be in a non-monogamous relationship and hoe it out everywhere, just as long as you're being, you know, ethical and responsible with your hoeing. You can do that at any time. And then as far as people being fake on dating apps, you're going to meet fake people wherever you go. Like, even if you meet them in person, they're still going to be fake. On dating apps, you have to, you know, if you want to just hoe it out on the dating app, you can do that. And who cares if they're fake? They're just somebody that's going to be in your life temporarily anyway. If you're looking for something serious, you have to have the intention of going to, on the dating app and looking for something serious. You've got to have the right filters applied so that you're looking for someone that actually wants to be in a relationship. It's all about what intentions you have. I think right now you're kind of in a discovery phase and college is a time for discovery, but you can be discovering no matter where you are in your life. So I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself. So maybe just start with just dating and it doesn't have to be dating because you want to hook up with someone or dating because you want to be in a relationship just date to just see how you vibe with people yeah like make yourself like a dating bucket list like i'm mm-hmm. gonna go on one date i'm gonna go on a date to drinks i'm gonna go on a date to dinner i'm gonna go on a date with somebody who i meet off of a dating app i'm going to approach someone and ask them out. like do that kind of stuff to feel like you're getting a taste of it i will say people knock dating apps so much but statistically, in my experience, the guys who have approached me out and come up to me out, there is a type who mm-hmm. does that. And it really changed. I mean, not changed for me, but like, especially in a pandemic, where are you going where people are going to come up and approach you? People don't know if you're vaccinated. They don't know if they want to come up and talk to someone. You can't really read facial expressions as much because you're wearing masks. And also men approaching women in public or if you're if you're specific if you're dating men if men let's say like is for me personally a man approaching me in public at this point i don't want that like i i i don't want that and there's you're a certain engaged. again there's like a certain <laughs> that's true that is true but there's like a certain kind of guy who would actively pursue me in a bar and it's not necessarily the ones who are pursuing you and coming up to you that you're interested in But when Mm -hmm. you are on a dating app, you actually have more control there unless you want to go out somewhere and like you find you see someone that you think is cute and you want to take that initiative. But when people talk about like they romanticize the idea of meeting someone in public uh, or meeting someone in person, you have to make sure that you have the exact right circumstances set up in your life that that can happen. So you're going to constant you're going to go do things alone. But then again, there's like a safety issue there. Mm -hmm. And like you are attending things where, you know, other single people who have the same interests as you. It's like, that's a lot more work than like a, a, a dating app. And you can find people who are fake there totally for sure. But like you said, those people exist in real life as well. You are just seeing a bigger pool of them. And you might get a little desensitized to that, but there are great people on dating apps. You just have to filter through and see that and like make notes and list of things that you like to see on a profile and you don't like to see on a profile. And it never, it never hurts to talk to somebody to see what their personality is like. Like, I think if you can think they're cute from the photos and that's someone who you're like, whatever. But the most important thing to me is always like their responses to questions and how they talk. And like, even if I can tell like, okay, this person like, they might be a little weird or like they might be, you can, I don't know. I think you can have a, probably a pretty good read on some people and then you can 
see again and just talk to them and see if how you vibe with them there. But it doesn't have to be like Melissa said, I think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. It doesn't have to be everything all at once in Mm -hmm. this like very serious kind of manner. But you just have to set yourself up with intentions and then actually follow through on this because they're not it doesn't fall in your lap. And like, Mm -hmm. that's something that like we've thought it's like, oh, it it happens when you least expect it. Like that's (laughs) not necessarily true. And especially not during a pandemic. Right, right, right. All right. Okay, now we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, 
in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there oh and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like, you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from the break. Roll the tapes. <laughs> Hello, Megan and Melissa. I'm 26 and use she, her pronouns, and my husband is 28 and uses he, him pronouns. The thing I'm calling about is something that I didn't think used to be a problem. It's happened since the beginning of our relationship, and I figured it would go away eventually. But my husband will slip up every once in a while and call me by his ex's name. Now, I understand that that's very easy to call someone by the wrong name. Even I do it all the time with my brothers and sisters. And that's why I used to be able to dismiss it as unimportant to complete accident. Only within the last year has it started bothering me a little bit. And every time he does it again, it bothers me more. And it's gotten to the point where I start getting a little angry. I mean, come on, we've been together for seven years and been married for five of those. I mean, that seems like a while to still be slipping up. Just a side note, my mother-in-law, whose mom does the exact same thing, but I won't even get started on the toxic relationship with her. That's maybe a story for another time. But anyways, I've mentioned it to him before, and he and said that it started bothering me. He apologizes profusely and says that it was a complete accident and a slip of the tongue and that he totally didn't mean to. He seems very sincere when he says it, and he looks like he feels really bad. When he's in the middle of saying the wrong name, I can see his eyes kind of widen like, oh, crap. So I generally don't think it has anything to do with him selecting his ex or anything. In his defense, everything about our relationship is amazing besides that. And to be fair, both my name and his ex's name both start with the letter S, so I can understand how it might be a little easier to mix them up when you're not paying attention. 
And also, this is a man who can't even remember the year I was born sometimes and has to ask me to make sure he has the right. <laughs> I'm just really looking for your advice on this and how we should move forward. Like I said, it hasn't started bothering me so recently. And it doesn't even happen that often, maybe like once a month. But I know myself and my own mental health. And when something like this happens, the more I get upset about it, the more starts bugging me and it still blows up into a huge mess. I'm trying to catch that before that happens because I don't want this to turn into a huge deal that fucks up our marriage. So what do you think? Is this something that can even be worked on since it's not something he's doing on purpose? I literally don't know what to do about it. Maybe if I tell him he just has to start calling me baby all the time and he won't use my name, maybe that'll clear up the situation. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, I look forward to hearing what you guys think. Thank you so much. And I love your podcast. I don't think you're looking forward to what I'm what we're thinking i'm just like seven years is a long ass time to be with someone and they're still calling you their ex's name on accident i am pessimistic i the only way i can fathom this still happening at least once a month for the last seven years is because he says that other name a lot so does his mom so whether that means that they talk about her he talks about her with other people a lot or they are still in contact. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Like this is I. So one of my friends, her partner now has a name that is one letter off from like her other long term partner. And I made such a like clear point when talking with moths when like I'm like we cannot say the wrong name and like we just can't do like and like we actively think that and and work on that and that was like the first beginning and we weren't dating this person <laughs> like it was just friend of and that we, I don't have to think about it anymore it, it, it's just immediate quick easy this is so this is like this is a very large red flag to me and also like if if your name start with an s like what, Sarah, Savannah? Like, I'm not seeing like, I think Melissa, Marissa, that is something that I'm like, okay, similar, ca- like mm-hmm. how the, but yeah. like, what would an S name be? Sarah, Syrah, <laughs> when it's oh. the same name, but like different. Mm-hmm. Origins. Yeah, origins. But either way, I couldn't even tell you half the people I did seven years ago. Like, I, how long were they together? Were they like, childhood friends is this someone that's still in his life is his mom still talking to this person it has to be i just don't understand how how this is still happening because you you have been dating him since he was 21 years old Mm -hmm. so that means that it was either a college girlfriend or a high school and like if their relationship was not longer than your relationship and they didn't like grow, grow up together like that to me is the only only realm and then like it's also his sister's name <laughs> or it's also like a co-worker's name like it's a name that is popped up in his life every single day from a different person and and in conjunction with that they also have dated from the time that they were like five years old <laughs> until they were t- like 19 or 20 because that's the only way i could see this happening yeah in a way that's not sad yeah what's the advice here the advice here is <laughs> I have two very different things. Did he play football? Does he, is he have memory issues in general? If so, I would go to a doctor and I would talk to a doctor about that for him because 
if, if this is if it's progressively getting worse, if this feels like because what you're saying is it feels like it's so unintentional. And the second he hears it at, when he says it, it's like did not what he means. Like Oopsie. he's like, oh, shit. And that uh, if his cognitive if it's a brain thing, they go to the doctor and yeah, and or Snoop. <laughs> like I'm like brain or Snoop and like figure out what that is and like break it down. And maybe I just ask like, why? Like, why mm-hmm. do you think this is like, do you do you have a coworker with this name? Like, when's the last time you talked to her? Like, this just feels like we've been dating for so long. How how is my name not the first one you automatically say? Yeah. So, yeah, just get down to the root of it. I don't think him calling you baby is going to be any improvement. No, I think that's it's putting a bandaid, putting a bandaid on it. Ah, look at us. Hey, look at us. (laughs) But yeah, no, I agree. I think that like there is an issue here and you need to get to the root of the issue. It's like, this is not, I say wrong things all the time. My brain is all jumbled, but I also know that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't do this, but I'm also like aware that like I'm neurodivergent. Like I have brain stuff. I stumble over words all the time as you hear in this podcast. I mess things up, but yeah, like, in my brain, it, it seems right until I hear myself talking. But yeah. Because it's either that he c- can't change his behavior and like he's trying and it's not working. That's something that like doctor, like that mm-hmm. is get a doctor involved or he's not trying because they're, she's still in his life or is being talked about a lot. And or he has multiple other people in his life with that name. But this would piss me off to no end. Yeah. And like Mots has an ex who has a name that starts with the same letter as mine. I would lose my mind. I would be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Like, I would not be as chill as you've been with this for like literally seven years. Sorry. This would drive me wild. Next one. Let's do it. Hi, guys. I just kind in. I have kind of... I guess it's a silly situation. It's not like super serious, but it's really been bothering me because recently I was looking for a picture in my boyfriend's phone. Like he was literally sitting next to me when this happened and I was looking for something he told me to look for when I was driving and it was like saved in his Snapchat memories with one of his like female friends like girl I don't I, I don't like the word female but saying girlfriends is kind of confusing but like girl space friends that he used to be friends with but he had saved a picture in their snapchat and he knew that's where it was and when I was scrolling I saw a message from her and I already got really bad vibes from this girl that said your girlfriend looks like the kind of girl that won't swallow and he he didn't say anything really back he kind of just changed the subject and was like Ew, like, why would you even talk about that? And then, like, moved on. But here's the thing, like, I don't swallow. I hate swallowing. And, like, I never have. We've been dating for three years. And these messages happened, like, a long time ago because I was deep looking for that picture. But, like, it just really bothered me because I don't swallow. And I didn't say anything to him at the time. But now, like, every time we have sex, it's just in the back of my head that, like, I don't swallow. And, like, Apparently, I look like I'm the kind of girl that doesn't swallow. And for some reason, even though they're not even friends anymore, this is really bothering me. And I don't want to bring it up with him because it happened like three years ago. But like at the same time, I'm like, is this something he wants? Like he's never told me. But like, it's just my insecurities getting the best of me. 
And I've had guys make fun of me for not swallowing before. And there's such like a stigma around it. So like, how do I like accept that? And then also, how do I get over this, like, I guess, insecurity that this has caused? Cause it's really affecting me, even though it's kind of a little thing. So yeah, that is my little situation. I hope you guys can help. Thank you so much. You're the best. I'm so sorry for laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing. I just don't think you, caller, understand. Like, this is the situation. Like, it's not silly. Like, I totally understand this. But, like, this is like it was written on an episode of Modern Family, if Modern Family was NC-17. Like, to be, like, <laughs> even just the way you said it, it was, like, the message said that, like, you don't swallow. And it, and I felt into you. I don't swallow. She's a good storyteller. You're a good. great storyteller. You can, have, you can have a diamond for that. It's just, like... Maybe your boyfriend felt uncomfortable and it was a long time ago, like he felt uncomfortable. And so he changed the subject because it was uncomfortable. So that's why he didn't say anything. Um, the fact that she said it, said it, but I could see like at the beginning of the relationship when my guy friend's dating someone, I could see saying that like as a, in a joking way. Yeah, it's not necessarily as an insult. It usually just means, it usually just means that like, you look like really like good, like clean cut and or like good. And like, it's a stereotype that it's like, I don't necessarily know if I look like someone who swallows, but like when you think of the air, like the look of being like, oh my God, she like, it's someone who is like the, like think of like Mr. Rogers. Like you can't picture mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers having sex. Like it's right. so wholesome. And like, there is yeah. something about that, but like it is kind of the male alternative is like, what is that? Like a picture of a guy who like doesn't go down on you. But like it equates like swallowing as being not swallowing being like a bad thing, which yeah, it's not. I don't swallow because I don't I don't like the consistency of Jello. Like I don't like that feeling in my throat, even like the liquid Jello before you put it in the refrigerator. I don't like that consistency, so I don't like I don't. I thought this was funny, but I I also don't take offense to it. See, this is the thing, though, that I feel about. Like, I also don't like. But you don't like the mess, though. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, and I don't want to keep it in my mouth. So like, yeah. it's in my mouth. I don't want to swallow it fast as possible. Like that's, mm -hmm. it's not like that. Oh my God. Uh, Mine's more like, oh, I'm going to throw this up if I swallow. Oh yeah. Mine is like, if I have to keep this in my mouth any longer, I'm going to be really ficked out. And so like, just swallow it. But yeah, there, first of all, like it is such a like, like stupid. It's just another thing that like men can do to like talk shitty about women who are giving them blowjobs and pleasuring mm -hmm. them. Like it's just a way that they can do that. And that's where the whole like spit or swallow thing has come from. And then women identifying as like, oh my God, she definitely spits. She swallows. Like that's just us conforming to like the patriarchy and like standards of like women and being like, even when women are giving us blowjobs, they are not doing enough. And like, but if they'd swallow, then they're a whore. Like it's just like there is no winning in this and there's no winning in the patriarchy at all. Yeah. And so I think that like, don't, I know it's easier said than done, but like really, truly don't worry about it. Like that is like not, I don't know anybody who is like, first of all, it's definitely not a deal breaker because you're together, but I don't know anybody who's like deal breaker, someone who spits, like you have to swallow, swallow my seed, swallow my seed. Like, I don't know Ugh. anybody who is like that. And if it is helpful for you to reframe that, like, you don't have to like this girl at all, but that is the patriarchy speaking and, like, that is internalized misogyny, like, from her end. And just hoping that she has learned much more from that, because that's also definitely something I, you know, I could see myself also saying, and it's not a good thing. Of course, it's not someone could be offended by that and it could feel not nice, but I don't think 
I highly doubt there's anything malicious behind it. It tends to just be more stereotypes about what you yeah. look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't take offense to it. Don't have it like in the back of your Stop. I was gonna say. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Don't have it in the back of your mind. Yeah. Like some people spit, some people swell. It's your own personal preference. He obviously doesn't care. Like you don't care. Who cares? I think his response, like the fact that he like just like moved on and ignored that and like didn't respond, like that's great. Like I was worried mm-hmm. you were gonna say, and then he was like, Yeah, I just like like when girls like guzzle like buckets of my cum. Like at least you didn't find like you know what I mean. So like that is the appropriate response. Is no response to that and just like moving on. So yeah. also probably part of the reason why they're not friends anymore. Yeah, your spidey senses were ter- were, were correct. Uh, now I can yeah. only think about semen, and now I'm thinking of like the spidey web semen. Do you think Spider Man semen is like webby? No, because that would also mean like other excretions would be webby, like his spit and like the juices in his eyes. That you would know? oh my god! Imagine if you had like oh that would be so annoying for your eye yeah. boogers. Yeah, I don't think it is. Definitely not the new iteration of Spider Man because he's only has those when he's in his suit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So. It is what it is. I wouldn't take too much offense to it. This did remind me. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen this TikTok of this girl who is like, if I'm like babysitting a guy's kids in my throat and he's vaccinated, does that mean I've been vaccinated too? <laughs> That's amazing. That is truly, truly amazing. Yeah. I just do think it is funny that we have this whole stereotype of spit and swallow, but in reality, because it's like, oh, the girls who swallow, they're, they're fast and loose. Like, this, they just want to have, they're just these whores who want to have sex all the time. And people who don't swallow are complete prudes. And you just have me going like, ugh, I just don't want to keep it in my mouth that long. And you're like, I just don't want to swallow. Like, it's so tactical. Yeah. <laughs> it is not these, like, tropes that men have created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, it's made me think about saying things like this in the future and how I probably, you know, probably, yeah. probably shouldn't. Yeah. All right. Time for Don't Blame Them. Great. So Don't Blame Them. This is where one of our listeners calls in with advice pertaining to a call we have previously aired on a different episode. So maybe they have their own personal experience or they just love the sound of their own voice or they have something to add that we might have missed. So let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in for a Don't Blame Them for Season 9, Episode 11, where the caller was asking for advice on how to talk to future children about age gap relationships. As a side note, if any listener has ever doubted the necessity of writing down your call ahead of time, this is the third time I've called for this, and I finally wise up and written this down. My advice to the caller is to listen to what Megan and Melissa said, but also to recognize that you can't control what your children choose to do, and as a parent, Your number one priority should be them, and you should never have judgment for them. I was raised by wise and loving parents who warned me of the dangers of dating older men and them being interested in young women and girls. My sisters also talked to me about older men being interested in younger women before I entered high school. And yet, when I was 21 years old, I decided to get into a relationship with a 38-year-old man. I use she, her pronouns, and he uses he, him pronouns. One of the hardest things with coming out of that relationship is all the shame that I felt. I knew how much my family and friends disapproved of this 
big age gap differences, and they didn't even know I was in the relationship. I got into the relationship because of past trauma and major insecurities, and coming out of it, I felt hurt and isolated. I wanted to talk to my family, but I worried that they would add to the shame I already felt. When I am a parent and caller, I advise you to do the same. I will warn and educate my my children on these relationships, but I will also emphasize that my children are my number one priority, and I will be there for them come hell or high water. I wish I could have turned to my family in the aftermath of the relationship, and because of that, I will make sure my children feel they can always turn to me without fear of judgment. I hope you all have a good day. Goodbye. Nice. Very, very, very fair. I think it's also important that something that I didn't learn, this wasn't the reason why I was very, again, like anti-age gap relationships, but I think something that we don't do enough that I think the new parenting techniques have been doing a lot more of is explaining why to kids and like explaining that. So it is true. Like a lot of the time when age gap relationships happen, it's validation and trauma are the origins behind it. And it's not just when big statements like, you know, like older guys, they always want these younger girls or whatever, because when you say things like that, that also kind of puts like purity and like Mm -hmm. young women as like you are the most desired sexual being like you are so like and that attributes to so much other issues and like ageism and like these like fears of that and feeling like that's like your prime and all of that stuff. But when you explain that on both sides, why people get into Uh, age gap relationships and like the power dynamics of them and what those power dynamics are. And that can be like a teacher that can be like a friend's older sibling that can be someone who like you look up to. It could be a boss. It doesn't have to be like necessarily very large ages. It can be someone who's just more experienced than you in your field that you are in. It's someone who you've admired, you're a fan of and like all of this kind of stuff. And then also explains the other side of it, which I think is a very lacking in that conversation because like, it's like, okay, so now I understand why these older people will go after younger people, but why do those younger people end up in those relationships? And especially when you're talking to like, you know, young women in these specific kinds of ones, you have to let that, like that has to be the conversation. You like some people like who can feel like they don't have this and they don't have this. And I want you to know if you ever feel like this, these feelings or stuff like, you know, you could always come to me. And like, if this ends up being a relationship that you end up in, and like, I always want to make sure that you are like the ultimate, like safest that you can be. But like, I kind of view it in the same way as harm reduction versus like abstinence and that stuff Mm -hmm. where like, when you are informed to what things happen to get you to make those choices, you know why you're saying no to those choices. And If you're saying yes, you know the reasoning why you're saying yes, and you know, like the risk factors and that kind of stuff. But when you just tell people, like, no means no, or because I said so, because I'm older than you, and all of that, there leads a lot of like gray area of like discovery and questioning of that. And if something you've been told over and over and over again is bad, that's where I think that it can be really hard and people tend to rebel. But what it's not being taught, it's like learning and like understanding and recognizing that. And that I can't imagine that was def- probably really difficult to not have like family around for that part. And even if you know what you're doing, like your yeah, family should always be able to be there for you within without feeling you feeling like there's judgment involved. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. Cool. Great. Great. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to call for an upcoming one, again, you can send us a voice memo at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also give us a phone call at 310 694 976 
and you heard what the last caller said, make sure you write it down. Write it down. Also, if you do have a voice memo, please change it to MP3 before sending it in. Yes, please. And if you are still listening this far into the episode, comment, spit or swallow (laughs) (laughs) on the latest Instagram post. Just comment, spit or swallow. We want to know. We want to know. It doesn't Uh, have to necessarily be yours. No. preference. It could just be, you know, word. Yeah. (laughs) Swallow or on my chest. (laughs) Depending if I've recently showered or washed my hair, because that is not happening. Well, we will see you all next time. Go leave a review if you want to. It makes our day. Stay tuned uh, for other podcasts on Thursday. Well, don't stay tuned because you have to go subscribe to that podcast. But it'll be there on Thursday. It'll be there. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.